0: God responds to Job Out of the Whirlwind by William Blake, 1757-1827 When do mountain goats and deer give birth? Have you been there when their young are born? How long are they pregnant before they deliver? Soon their young grow strong and then leave to be on their own. Who set wild donkeys free? I alone help them survive in salty desert sand. They stay far from crowded cities and refuse to be tamed. Instead, they roam the hills, searching for pasture land. Would a wild ox agree to live in your barn and labor for you? Could you force him to plow or to drag a heavy log to smooth out the soil? Can you depend on him to use his great strength and do your heavy work? Can you trust him to harvest your grain or take it to your barn from the threshing place? An ostrich proudly flaps her wings, but not because she loves her young. She abandons her eggs and lets the dusty ground keep them warm. And she doesn't seem to worry that the feet of an animal could crush them all. She treats her eggs as though they were not her own unconcerned that her work might be for nothing. I myself made her foolish and without common sense. But once she starts running, she laughs at a rider on the fastest horse. Did you give horses their strength and the flowing hair along their necks? Did you make them able to jump like grasshoppers or to frighten people with their snorting? Before horses are ridden into battle, they paw at the ground, proud of their strength. Laughing at fear, they rush toward the fighting, while the weapons of their riders rattle and flash in the sun. Unable to stand still, they gallop eagerly into battle when trumpets blast. Stirred by the distant smells and sounds of war, they snort in reply to the trumpet. Did you teach hawks to fly south for the winter? Did you train eagles to build their nests on rocky cliffs, where they can look down to spot their next meal? Then their young gather to feast wherever the victim lies. Contemporary English version greater than God has a way of asking questions for which he already has answers to. The older I get, and the more understanding I gain, the more I realize how little knowledge I truly possess. When I was 18 years old, I thought I had the world pretty much figured out. Since then, it has all been downhill. With each passing year, my ignorance seems to grow exponentially. I suppose this all really makes some sense when talking about God's upside-down kingdom. So much more of life is a mystery to us than we realize. Turns out that those with understanding need to become stupid before they can truly be wise. Seems like the biblical character of Job found this out the hard way. If there is any person in Holy Scripture that would be wise and understanding, it's him. God speaks highly of Job in the Bible. Regarding the upcoming destruction of Jerusalem, God said, even if these three men, Noah, Daniel and Job, were in it, they could save only themselves by their righteousness, declares the Sovereign Lord, Ezekiel 14:14. Job is held up the model of patience under suffering, as you know we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, James 5:11. Yet, with all of Job's integrity, patience, and righteousness his understanding can barely get a movement on the Richter scale of God's expansive knowledge. Being a conscientious follower of God, Job is careful to live uprightly. He acknowledges God in all things and worships Him alone. Yet, suffering befell him for no other reason than that God allowed it. Job knew fully well that there was no personal sin behind his awful ordeal of grief and grinding pain. So, Job contended with God. For an agonizing 35 chapters, Job 3 1 to 37 24, Job questions God and respectfully takes him to task, as Job's supposed friends questioned him and assume his guilt. Through it all, God is there. Silent, saying nothing. Then, just when we think God is paying no attention, he suddenly speaks. And what is so remarkable about God's speech is that for four chapters, God gives no answers, Job 38 1 to 41, It is all questions. God said, Brace yourself like a man, I will question you and you shall answer me, Job 38-3. It becomes abundantly clear after just a few questions that it would be impossible for any human being to even come close to having the understanding to answer anything God asks. And that was the whole point. God is God, and we are not. Our questions, however legitimate, real, and raw they are, come from a very puny perspective. Greater than we just don't know as much as we think we do. To Job's great credit, he keeps his mouth shut and listens. At the end of the questioning, Job responds in the only wise way one could after such an encounter, surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know, Job 42-3. None of this means that, for us, we need to face our hardships and our sufferings with a stoic keep a stiff upper lip approach. Trapped grief will inevitably come out sideways and only cause more hurt. I believe God allowed Job to express his terrible physical, emotional, and spiritual pain for chapter after chapter because he needed to. Only when God sensed it was the proper timing did he jump in and bring the perspective Job then needed. And even after being challenged by God about his vantage point, Job still did not receive answers as to why he had to endure the awfulness of loss beyond what most of us could comprehend. Greater than it just might be that, even if God directly answered all our questions, we still would not understand what the heck is happening to us. Most likely, God protects us from knowing things that might bring irreparable damage to our human psyches. Yet, this is all pure conjecture. Which leaves us with perhaps one of our greatest challenges as human beings, we must eventually come to the place of being comfortable with mystery, and even embracing it. We simply will not have all things revealed to us that we want to know. And that's okay. Anytime we try to pin God down to nice, neat, understandable categories, he typically colors outside our human contrived lines and demonstrates he cannot be contained in our ramshackle box. God is unbound by any human knowledge, understanding, ideas, or plans. God will do what God will do. God will be who God will be. I am who I am, he once said. Now that's a God I can put my trust in. O Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, have mercy upon me. O Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, have mercy upon me. O Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, grant me your peace. Amen.